Before you have been victimized or exported by this prisoner, please contact customer service at 855-466. All subject matter in the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you rat bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. Greetings from the prison industrial complex. We're back again. Uh, you know what you're listening to, and you know who you're listening to. But you don't know who my co-host is. Today, my co-host is the infamous, <laughs> the recent escapee, the <laughs> ball gagged frequently, but currently available, Cousin Greg, one of my favorite people on the planet. What's up, Cuz? What's up, man? I appreciate that I am now infamous. Giving me a little edge. I like that. Thank you for that. <laughs> Giving me a little edge. <laughs> yeah, you're... You're, you have the same, you're the infamous as, as many, like, hostage escapees are infamous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Patty Hearst. The Filipino Patty Hearst. <laughs> Cousin Greg. Oh, um, today, I'm doing good over here, man. How are you? I'm all right. You know, it's a, it's a time crunch in here, which you think, you know, is ironic considering I'm in prison. So you think, like, prison, oh, all the time in the world. Yeah, I guess all the time in the world broken up and into little chunks that you would also think would be predictable aren't we're still on this like um facade of uh covid protocols and, and but they're only like half of them are anyways um we we're doing the one man at a table thing still so there's very few people i mean there's you know one chow takes a long time and chow has to be cleared before we you know get access to yard so they stagger they do one gallery at a time today was our gallery Figured I'd be able to call. You were sitting there waiting for me to call um, about a half an hour late, but here I am, and uh, we're ready to do something. I was, uh, I woke up this morning and was kind of, uh, you know, I always have a couple ideas jotted down, but I wasn't really feeling them, and then uh, something like, you know, triggered this realization in my mind, something I'd pondered on a little bit, and uh, I want to talk about the exponential quickening of technological advancement with just at writ large throughout human history and human society but also as how it pertains to us right because there's no there's no um we don't get kept abreast there's no like uh institutional program to uh keep us up to date on technological advances and and you know people think like oh there's it's a little gadget what you don't know how to use a phone or but if you think about what technological advancements really are, the big ones throughout history, they change, they fundamentally change what it means to be a human being. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that's not hyperbole. When we, okay, so when we started, like one of the first, we don't know when it happened, but one of the first technological advances, Prometheus, right, um, was the God who gave humans fire. So we discovered fire, and it changed everything. It changed our diet. It changed the foods we could eat. It changed... Um, our digestive tract uh, allowed for us to, um, you know, eat things that were a little harder uh, to chew and digest, you know, by cooking it down. And it just, it changed what it meant to be a human. And then, you know, that took who knows how long, probably a long time. Probably we'd have to catch fire when lightning struck and, you know, I mean, there was a tree on fire and we'd like hold these little embers for, uh, you know, a couple of days or whatever it is. But, yeah. um, you know, that took a long time. And then after that, 
I don't know how long, maybe less time for certain, you know, between right. inventions or discovery. It was the wheel, you know, somewhere along there. We The wheel changed a bunch of shit, which, by the way, it, the idea that there was like a society and that hadn't figured out the wheel is still... It's still just like perplexing. I mean, like, come on, yeah. didn't see like a rock rolling down a hill, and we're like, hey, that's a yeah. There were a lot of clues. There, there were a lot of clues. So much I can excuse, but not the wheel. The wheel is obvious. Come on now. Yeah, there's really only one version of the wheel. You have one minute remaining. Right. Damn, was that 15 already? Well, we were uh, we were talking before we started. I know, but was Remember? that? Yeah. Are we- are you still got to leave out enough funds on there? Yeah. Hit me back. All right. Well, we can just let yeah. it run out, or we, or we can hit me right back. No, I'm going to hit you right the fuck back. It's definitely what I'm going to do. All right. Um, all, all right. right. Cool. So, Pause it. So hold the train of thought right there, and then uh, we shall resume. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Technical ah. difficulties. Let's get back in the ah. saddle. My God. We all are GPR. back. Yeah. We are back. And for the record... I knew that was 15 minutes. I'm an expert at 15-minute <laughs> interval. And I was like, there's no way that's a 15-minute minute, uh, minute interval, a uh, phone call. And uh, to which my cousin says, eh, you heard, you guys heard it. We're keeping that in there. Just for the record, <laughs> we was out of money. And uh, I yep. had to fucking fumble around here uh, riding this phone like a, like a broken cowboy. Uh, so uh, now, so we're back. We're back. I yeah. called Mama C and checked in with her just to uh, just yeah. to have an audience to be like, I told him, <laughs> I told him. <laughs> okay, so. so you're also on. Uh, you're also on tape, clearly saying you have funds, right? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, Okay, but the guy next mm-hmm. to me also has a 15 minute call. We got on at the same time, and he's still on the. <laughs> Phone. <laughs> so, all right. So we're back, and we were talking about technology, right? We we're talking about how, how, like the major technological advances. So at some point it was fire first, and at some point came the wheel, and then I don't know what was next. But you know, the point is, it didn't. From the gap between nothing to fire is longer than the gap between fire to wheel, and the, yeah. the gap between wheel and architecture or concrete or whatever it was that was next, you know, uh, is shorter. And it's an exponent, mm-hmm. like it. The, the speed at, with, at which new technology comes along so far throughout human history seems to be shortening, like having almost, you know what I mean, each time. Boom, boom, yeah. shorter, shorter, shorter. And, and then it took um, a, you know, a couple thousand years or whatever it was to get to the combustible engine and then uh, radio, television, you know what I mean? It gets shorter than Internet, and then each one is like shorter, but each one of those really changed the way we live and what it means to be human. I was, I was just thinking about that and thinking about how in the world, like there are measures, like th- things that progress slowly, right? I always use heat as an example. Like when you're a kid and you're growing, it, it usually happens slow enough to where you don't really notice it. You'll notice it like if you put clothes on or if you stand next to something. But when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, rarely are you like, damn, I just got a lot taller. Um, yeah. Or weight gain or loss. Usually you need an outsider who hasn't seen you for a while to bring it and go, man, you got tall since then. You're like, really, did I? Or your hair got long or you got yeah. fat as fuck. <laughs> you know, whatever it is <laughs> that an outsider kind of knows, you go, oh, shit, okay. Well, mm. that's happened to me with technology. You guys are out there, right? So these things come in little incremental changes. And you guys are like, uh, or I'm assuming, because I've liked that in the world. You're like, oh, cool, here's a new thing and here's a new thing. And it doesn't ever all hit you at once. 
But I was when I watch commercials for cars, um, especially what they look like inside for these electric vehicles. But but um, when I you know TV is my only connection to the outside world really. But when I watch these things, I realize that the actual reality is matching up with what I thought the future would look like before I came to prison, which is something that never really happens, right? You're like, oh, you picture the future one way, and then it never really seems to be like, oh, that's it. But, yeah, um, yeah the, the the way things are now is uh, I, I'm noticing the difference. <clears throat> Me and you have talked about this before and about you, in a way, like try to look through my eyes with certain things, right, with uh, right. new inventions or, or new technologies and, you know, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're a time capsule, which is crazy. Um, and you're right. You know, as uh, things advance, we're seeing it gradually. So we can't tell the difference, really. But your perspective is interesting. And I know that um, over the course of, of, like, some months, there have been certain things that I that I thought of you. And I was like, you know, we'd get on the phone. I'd be like, man, I can't wait to, to get you this or for you to experience that. One of the things I remember was uh bluetooth speakers and bluetooth uh i mean bluetooth yeah bluetooth speakers and headphones yeah Yeah, wireless because um you know i was thinking like little things like you know we know each other well and they know what uh you know what kind of stuff you like and and i was just imagining you in the free world you know just sitting in a living room watching some tv or something like that but really also you know you got a book on the counter and you're a pot and you're in the middle of a podcast you know what i mean like all this stuff and then, like, like little things, like, oh, get up and make a cup of coffee, you throw the Bluetooth headphone in, or you turn on the Bluetooth speaker, and now you got, you, you know, you pick up where you left off on whatever podcast it was or audio book you were doing, make the coffee, sit down, watch some TV, you know what I mean, hit the DVR, hit playing the DVR, just like, I was just imagining you kind of, you know, like, enjoying all these different pieces of uh, technology that we probably take for, that we definitely take for granted. But now, Bluetooth speakers, when- Bluetooth headphones, and and uh, sick pair of Jordans. I know that's not technology. I wrote down a few things that I, I was kind of going, well, what really wasn't out there that makes life different from yeah. when I was out there? Because, you know, now, like, the years have piled up now. It's eight years now. And, um, uh, we, okay, so here's a good example. When I was out there, I had an iPhone 4 mm-hmm. you know, when I was out there. And I would get the new one when it came out. So I had an iPhone 4. So it's not like I don't know about apps and touchscreens, right? But a lot of things have changed. There was no, like, Alexa out there when I was out there. There was no, you know what I mean? Nothing that was usable. Anyways, when the tablets came in two, the end of 2016 in the prison system, they're about the same screen size as an iPhone 4. They're bulkier, but that's about how big the screen is. And I watched a bunch of people who had been down forever, Neck was one of them, that had never used a touchscreen. They didn't know. You had to show them how, like, apps worked and all that stuff, right? I had to go, like... And uh, it was like, you would think, th- those things are really user-friendly, which is why they took off. But for someone who's never done it before, they had never touched a, used a touchscreen before. And so wow. they didn't understand how an app was, like how you could hold down an app and move it, you know, and, or you could put it in another folder, and then you tap it to open it. And, the, you know, they didn't understand. And showing them and explaining this to them really made me realize, like, first of all, why? It's so unfair how the system is negligent about the factors that would lead to success or failure out in the world, but then expect you when you get out to be successful. There's no program. <laughs> Matter of fact, um, the swarthy one tried to get some computer books in it, and they reject them here because they say, oh, you could learn how to like read people off with like programming yeah. and scams and blah, blah, blah. So someone's trying, they actively, uh, you know, 
stand in yeah. the way of you learning about computers. Because God forbid right. you know what's going on when you get out there, right. right? And I'm lucky enough to be had to have had a small sample of that and to really like stay active in reading um, like Wired magazine or whatever to try to mm-hmm. stay up to date with this stuff. But there's things. When I was out there, I was an avid guest listener. There wasn't any, um, there wasn't like cloud stuff. Like I used to have to sit and download my podcast in the morning while I drank my coffee and smoked a square. I would, I would right. find the podcast I wanted, you know, um, Joe Rogan Spears, Danielle Valelli, the Drunken Dallas, the Hartford History, all these great podcasts. And I'd sit there and wait for them to load. You'd watch the bar and be like, oh, shit, I got to leave for work soon. I don't want to leave until they're done. And then I was talking to Andrew, and he was like, oh, yeah, no, like, you don't even have They download ins- like, super fast. Yeah. Damn near ins- or you can, like, snatch them out of the cloud. And that's yeah. all completely it. to me. Right? So there's going to be a lot of things when I get out that are going to be startling. That there wasn't, there, there wasn't, there won't have been the buffer period of me like learning to like ease into something, you know, it's going to be more, uh, more jolting. And I'm wondering how long before I sound like an old man out there. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck <laughs> is this? How Why did this door open when I walked in front of it? And they're you were out here with automatic doors. I don't know what this magic voodoo door situation is, you know, but yeah, I, um, I remembered you, uh, talking about yeah. the wireless speech and I was like the bane of my existence I mean I have a, a, a I suppress a, a fit of rage that shaves a good six months off the end of my life I'd say about twice a week yeah tripping over getting caught on or something with earbud cords oh. um, with the TV plug and the cable because I'll have to move it's so small space in your cell that mm-hmm. you know, um, I have to move. Like when I lay back on my bed, I'll I'll put a thing uh, a seat over the toilet, and put my TV on the toilet so I can like reach it. Um, yeah. But then there's also remote. It's a whole thing. So that definitely yeah. was. And when I came to prison, uh, they were starting to come out with wireless earbuds. They were like three hundred and fifty dollars, and I was looking into them because I, I listened to podcasts so much. But uh, that yeah, when you brought that up, I was like, oh fucking can't wait. I was just going to say something so subtle like that to us is such a game changer. And because uh, we all know, we take it for granted, but like uh, I can relate to like what we were talking about, that moment of just uncontrolled rage when your, ear, when your headphones get ripped out of your ear or when the other end gets ripped out of the, uh, the, the tablet or whatever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, uh, when I used to go to the gym before I was a fat ass, uh, thank you, uh, lockdown, um, a lot of the people in there would have these like wireless headphones and every once in a while you see somebody with, with the heart, you know, the old school, the wire. If they were doing something, you know, lay back on the bench and it ripped out, you could just see their face full of rage. Your whole world, it's like getting oxygen sucked out of your lungs in an instant. It's the worst. So I feel I you on won't, that. I won't. Lift, people bring their um, tablets or their old players over there and they'll, like the Night Toro does it, and they'll uh, work out with it. I can't do it. Because because of that very reason. Like, if you turn yeah. your head to make a motion, the thing pops out. Um, anyways, I wrote, like, a list of things. I want to go over them with you. Uh, and these are just the things that I'm kind of aware of that have changed. Yeah. Uh, not not all it. of them were... Um, some of them were around, but they weren't, like, ubiquitous like they are now, right? So, like, I guess I'm going to say, say if you've used it, your experience, then we'll talk, like, we can mention, it, you know, how it's changed. So, you know, cool. society... Uber, like ride-sharing shit, Uber's the first one on the list. Use yeah. Uber? 
I've used Uber, yeah. I mean, and it's so funny because this exercise is putting me as close as I can to your mindset. And I'm, a, I'm instantly realizing, God, that must sound bizarre to you. But yes, I've used Uber. The world is completely changed by Uber. It's very strange, very creepy, but highly efficient. Hit a couple of buttons, Why? car shows up at your location. It's amazing. Why would it like solve the whole drunk person dilemma, drunk driver dilemma, right? Because there was always, that was a major thing when it went <laughs> to going out. You either had to have a designated driver, which God forbid you're that guy. Right, um, because you're dealing with a bunch of drunken assholes, and it took coming to prison for me to realize how annoying drunk people are, how unattractive <laughs> they are, and how like it, I was like, oh god, like my homeboys would be sh- shitty drunk, and I'd go, oh, you're an idiot, like get away from me, right? So yeah. the person has to go out and chaperone a bunch of drunk people and not drink at all, and then drive all those assholes home who are way worse than when they drove there, you know, and they have right, to drop right. them off, deal with puke yeah. in the car on the outside. Like, that's the first thing I thought of when I heard about Uber or Lyft. I was like, oh, girl, you can go out with your girl and both drink and not. See, the other option is drive home drunk. And it's dangerous. No one one wants to do that. But that's like a a real world. I'd be interested to see how many DUIs, how how much they've been, they're reduced in in a city that has Uber and Lyft. You know what I mean? As opposed to one who doesn't. So... Yeah, Uber's a that's a that's one that I can't wait to use to go yeah. out and be able to drink and then not worry, not try to hit you. Right. That was just a huge thing. Uh, dating mm-hmm. apps that wasn't a major thing when I was out there. It seems like everyone has some sort of dating app or has used one before. What's up? Oh, God, dating app. All right, so I got to tell you, I'm a dinosaur with that too. Here's the deal with dating apps, as I understand it. Again, I'm in your mindset. So bizarre. God. All right, so. The world is hooked on dating apps. Dating these days is done through an app. Full Seems stop. So easy. Seems like cheating. It, yeah, full stop. But it removes certain nuances from dating. See, my, my perspective is a little bit odd because I'm married, and prior to being married, <laughs> you know, uh, I, yeah, I was, uh, the, the thing is, the dating app thing movement, I was well behind it. I have no experience with it. I tried it for one week. And it's and my my biggest you have is, one minute remaining. If you're sort of miserable in a certain way, like me, you will not <laughs> be able to write. You will not be able to write the autobiography of yourself. It is too corny for me to handle. I can't do dating apps because I can't oh, say I'm Greg so and I really have to be really so douchey. Can't like, do it. You? Oh man, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I'm one eight. I'm six foot tall because I'm like five eleven and three quarters, legit. Yeah. But I'm clearly saying I'm six one on there. You know, I'm, I'm like 185 pounds. I'm saying 190 shredded, which that's yeah. not too far off. That's the actual truth. If I don't my break man. my back padding it, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, oh, definitely younger. Lying about that, I get away with that. All right, listen, All give right. me like five minutes. All right, man, no problem. Talking to you. Hey. Hey. So, um, so yeah, I didn't even think about the um, the actual practicality of creating an account and what the pictures that you actually did. Yeah. I would fucking let me. I, can I, I clarify? Can I clarify? Can I clarify one thing real quick though? You were talking about like uh, you were talking about like oh, just like rounding up on height or whatever, embellishing maybe a little bit on something. Else. No problem with that. I got no problem with that. My gripe 
is my my handicap rather is the audible. I can't do this. This the shit I can't do. I have a good sense of humor, oh. but I'm a little but I'm a little edgy. <laughs> I'm a really really good listener, but watch out, I bite. Fuck all that shit. I can't do that shit. I'd rather not get laid for the rest of my life than write one of those. Oh, man, I had to, when I first came down, I did this write-a-prisoner thing, which is was like 50, that's a total scam, like 50 bucks, and then your name pops up. Um, <laughs> bro, I got to find it. It was so douchey. Please it was, do. It was well-written, but it was douchey. It was just so big, because you're really, like, selling yourself, and it's a, yeah, um, yeah I didn't think about that. But, but now, no shame on like, anybody else that can do it. No shame. It's just, that's my hand. I can't do it. Well, you know, uh, back in the day, because they were dating apps for a long time, right? But I mean, uh, not apps, dating like websites and stuff for a while. And I had this, it's so immature, so stupid and short-sighted and just just douchey. Like, stance on it was like, yeah, I don't need that. That's for fucking nerds. <laughs> like, like, my thing was like, yeah. yeah, I don't, like, I totally looked at it as like, uh, I guess, um, what a prostitute is to, to sex is what the, that is to dating. <laughs> like, a, like internet dating was to dating. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, this isn't, uh, this is not, yeah. this is like taking stuff. And, and since have changed my mind, but even in the world, you know, in relationships for, for, you know, long, long stints. And, um, I don't think those jive well. Do they jive well with people cheating? Is that a thing? Do people, they create fake apps probably, right? Um, I don't know, but uh, I would have to assume that the access of, of online dating has definitely helped and enabled cheaters. It's picking up. I, I would make that assumption. Of course, I don't know. I'm a loyal man, but that, of course, that's got to be true. When I first got locked up, there was a guy in my... His name was Craig. He was really cool and funny and weird. Um, he had a hilarious story of hooking up with this girl that he... That his friend later convinced him was transgender. Uh, it was really funny. Yeah, he was really just the openness of sharing that with me. He's like, I only ever, I've never told anyone that. Um, but uh, he had, was like into plenty of fish, that, like back then. He was like, yeah. oh, I hooked up with like a different girl like every day of the week for like seven, you know, you know, eight, nine hour long. Like it was, he was like a yeah. ridiculous fish in a barrel, like. Um, yeah. But I never delved into that, and I probably never will. I missed that whole uh, thing. But that that's something that's completely new, like younger people. But it, it's actually a beneficial thing, right? Because you you remember how many times we'd be <laughs> we'd be sitting yeah. around like like five of us, or just even if you were by yourself. Like I know that there are uh, women that would like to hang out with me, like hypothetically yeah. out there somewhere. Um, yeah. Like what was the, the version back in the day? Was like going to the mall. And like hoping you, you know what I mean? Because it was so clunky yeah. the way you'd have to do it. It was so less, so so much less efficient. You'd have to go out, yeah. and a girl, like find a girl the right age, right? Like a, you know, you'd have to be attracted to her. She'd have to be single, and then she'd also have to be in a place where you could like. Remember how awkward like the hey, like you think I could get your phone oh number? Like thing was. Yeah, oh, it's gross. like uh, dating apps make things super efficient because if you're both well, on you're the both app, you've already. Yeah. Away all the bullshit. You're both there for the same reason, right? No one yeah. gets to be like, "Ew, leave me alone <laughs> on there." Cause right? Well, Ooh, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm just here hanging out. Why are you bothering me? Which was 
because you're an attractive person and not a person. I'm an idiot. I don't know. Okay, so the next one is the cloud. That's, you know, you've already, we've kind of already touched on that. Wireless earbuds, we got that. Virtual reality. Have you done any of this? Um, VR, no, not personally, but my stepdaughter has like a virtual reality video game thingy that I've seen her put on once in a while. Technical term. (laughs) Yeah, that's a technical term. She plays, I mean, I I think she actually, I don't see it too much. She plays with it the most over at her father's house, but I have seen her throw, throw throw the pair on. And it, and it, it looks I wonder how well, high quality it is. Because I, I got pictures of Cash when he went to like some yeah. place up in Traverse City where it's like for virtual reality and he's got like the controllers and his big old headset on. And um, that seems interesting. Immediately I thought, oh, this is going to change porn. Like if yes. you do, I really was like, I want to invest, I would like to find a company and invest in a company that was making um, virtual reality media, like porn, you know, because think about right. it, if you could be in the porn, and especially those like POV, I, there's no way I should be this excited, by the way, <laughs> like, like, like I'm like frothing, like I'm like, like okay, settle down, right, uh, I got way more excited over the, over the virtual reality porn than the dating app, than actual <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. the idea that you could like look around, right? So you didn't have to stare at the guy's balls. Like otherwise, like it's the right. message to the director when you're going to look at a man's balls. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I would rather have control of that because maybe I, maybe I stare at the wall. Maybe I stare at the clock half the time and I'm like, man, this lady's a trooper because it's been because <laughs> you could just look anywhere you wanted. And then I thought, <laughs> if you had accessories, right? So like you had. Um, an electronic CV, right? And you put it on, yep. and then as the actress, the porn star mm-hmm. female, grabs the piece, right? the technical term is wiener, I believe, grabs the wiener yeah. in the video, you would feel like there would be things in there that would make, you know, yeah. it would go, it would match with the rhythm in it, and then, right. you know, obviously this is something I thought about way too much, but <laughs> I was, uh, that's going to be... Well, you're game. not the only one. You're not the only one. I mean, I currently have a boner right now, so... <laughs> just, just, well, that, just started, <laughs> that started with the Uber talk. Really. Yeah, yeah very true. Yeah, I got a little bit limp when we were talking about the dating app, but I'm full. Uh, I'm, I'm but full you're back on. Rager. <laughs> yeah. <a> rager. Huh? <laughs> but, no, like, there's some interesting things that are going to happen. Ladies, you might lose a lot of your sway. Like, if they, if they come up with a virtual reality thing that is, like, indis- damn near indistinguishable from reality... Mm-hmm. You guys are gonna have to. You ladies are gonna have to get a lot more interesting. <laughs> you guys are. Really I was gonna, gonna say to it's, gonna, it's, it's gonna ruin. If that happens, it's gonna ruin the uh, human landscape. Like who's gonna men, women? Uh, who's gonna? We're not gonna need each other. Because dealing with anyone other than yourself is annoying, right? It's so hard. To, like even like someone you love, you know, there's still moments mm-hmm. where you're like, Ugh. and imagine if it was just. You could have, like, anybody with a virtual reality headset could have the, like, Beyonce, who never oh shit on God. him for leaving his dirty draws out or uh, leaving the toilet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just worships the ground you, the yeah. couch you sit on, <laughs> whatever <laughs> version walking is. It would uh, really, like, put a fucking uh, hitch in the old uh, societal, yeah. <laughs> in society itself, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so the VR one, I don't really have personal experience, but that is definitely, I mean, I'm sure there are listeners, viewers that uh, that know about VR, video games, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. I'm sure they could chime in. Holler at us on, uh, on Instagram or Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, if, you've, uh, if you've fired one off with vir- virtual reality goggles on, which, by the way, is kind of scary because how do you know, especially if you're listening to the sound and stuff, how do you know someone didn't walk in the room? Your mom's in How do you know someone laundry. hasn't been watching you the whole time? <laughs> well, yeah, as soon as you put it on. There's uh, Bert yeah. Price for this really great bit about um, what it must be like being a blind guy trying to jerk off. Like, he's like, I would always think one of my friends was in the room, like, fucking with me. <laughs> like, who's there? Who's there? And I can hear you breathing. <laughs> That's so uh, funny. Oh, my God. All right, what's the next? Um, electric? Yeah. Okay, so electric vehicles. Now, listen, I'm not big on, I don't see, like, a Bentley. I'm like, I want a fucking Bentley. Or I want a Rolls Royce. These new electric vehicles are so fucking dope looking. There's this new Cadillac SUV. The Audi is dope. But the, I just saw a commercial of the Cadillac SUV that it was so, and it's all electric. And I was like, oh, my God. That's what looks like the future looks like. Um, yeah. There's, like, they push a button and blue lighting, like, background fucking lighting comes on and lights up the whole back. And the giant touch screens and like all the digital that da- like that look the, the where the cars are mm. right now are what really look futuristic in it and and looking at some of these electric vehicles are the first i got a boner over the ford f-150 that's electric now <laughs> that you can power your house on and stuff and uh right. those are, like that's the first like it's rare that i see something material and i'm like oh i need that and i really have that feeling with some of these especially some of these electric yeah. vehicles they look dope as hell uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're not as long as I've known. I agree with you. As long as I've known you, you know, you're not like you like car guy, or or you know what I mean. But these cars are are, are incredible. Um, and in an all electric vehicle yet? No. So the deal with the all all ele- the electric cars, they're expensive. So that's kind of that's out of my tax bracket. You know what I mean? So it's like. Yeah, but Tesla's. I think the prices are coming down on some of them, right? Like, they're, like there's Fords and shit. There's a, there's a new Mustang about to come out too. Electric. They're, they're yes, correct. They are coming down, but but when you when you have like a car, when there's a car that you could otherwise afford and it's electric, it doesn't really grab my attention because it's like it's like oh, I mean, this, I sound like a bad person, but it's like oh, okay, that's cool. That car's good for the environment. That's that's great. Um, I'm I'm glad about that. It's the ones that are like those, like you were saying. Those push start, all electric, Cadillac. That now that is like wow. Cause they they dress they dress those things up. They look like uh, computerized spaceships. They look like goddamn spaceships. And yeah. inside they look like this, you know, ex machina, yeah. like old movies you would see where they they <laughs> like you know hype the future up. You're like wow, that is. Um, you know what else? On a side note, that like really blows my mind is the the, the cars now that have the majority of the ceiling is, is window material. That is nice. I love that. That shit is so dope. I'm like, you could get, you could smoke a fucking blunt and lay back and like look at right. the stars and moon and shit and like listen to music with a girl you met on a dating app <laughs> while, you're wearing, while you're wearing VR headsets. <laughs> oh, that's the same experience. <laughs> that would, uh, yeah, exactly. That would be... I don't know. So, yeah, so, like, electric vehicles really excite me. Yeah. I mean, sexually, clearly. <laughs> uh, okay, here's another thing that I looked at that I was like, those have changed, and this is going to sound so boring or whatever, in the, and I want this as well. Um, this is, like, the status of success to me, like a measure of success. Have you seen the okay. new refrigerators, the smart refrigerators that 
wow. are like they're solid, and you push a button, and it becomes clear, and like you can see through it all of a sudden. And uh, I've they seen make like round ice cubes, yeah. right? Round ice cubes and shit. And there's like instead of like do this post-it notes on there, you can I, there's like screens and shit. This is just like blending technology and food for me, <laughs> and I you yeah. know, I need both when I get out. Yep. And I'm so excited about having. Well, yeah, I yeah. have a, a refrigerator freezer combo that makes round uh, artisanal <laughs> gourmet ice cubes. That's right. just I'm winning. I might be I might be homeless and just go from trailer park to trailer park and just have that, <laughs> and then just whatever. <laughs> Just wheel that along with me, and then that's going to be my air conditioner. I'm going to keep yeah. stuff that shouldn't be refrigerated in it. I'll keep my notepads in there and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, what do they cost? You think they look expensive. those uh, those fridge that that to me that I, I'm I feel like that that type of fridge is uh, some pretty cutting edge. That's some news. I mean, we're, you're wild by that. I'm wild by that. I think it probably cost. I'd probably be wrong, but I don't know. Maybe two thousand dollars, maybe more. I really I don't have a feel for it. Yeah. Based on nothing, by the way. Based on nothing. <laughs> worth it. Worth every hypothetical penny. Um, Two thousand. You're winning if you spend. But look at it. I. It, it's just beautiful. All right. I. I. It's way too excited. Yeah. I'm starting to realize I'm way too excited about technology <laughs> because it's not in here. I don't have air conditioning. All right. So that is like just to give you. Yeah. I don't have air conditioning. I've, you have one minute remaining. Put a shitty plug-in fan that hums way too loud, and I have to put. Uh, mineral oil people get from healthcare on yeah. like once a week. I have to drop drops on, <laughs> on the. I have to take the fan blade off and drop it on the thing, and then run it so it'll stop going. <laughs> and, uh, oh my god! Yeah, that's my. Uh, this is my version. I, uh, yeah. We're running out of time, but I want to. But call me back, and I want to. Uh, I want to yeah, do one more. About what you just said. Yeah, yeah. Give me back. All right, then. We're back. So. If it's okay, I want to start off here. I wanted to ask you a question. So we're talking about all the technology and, you know, like the thing, you know, the iPhone start, iPhone 4, and then you go in, and then technology continues, and you get, like, bits and pieces of it via TV and other ways. But I wanted to ask you, like, how does it make you feel, like, like, we talked about some stuff that was funny and comedic, but on a serious note, I feel like technology changing and and being outside of, of, of that change, outside of society for the time being, it seems like that would be sort of a kind of gut punch every time of just the stark reality of being incarcerated. Not that you need that, that, that reminder, but I think as humans, you know, like you, like laughter is laughter. Um, something that tastes good is, it, like good food is good food. Not that you really have that opportunity all too much, but every once in a while I'm sure you eat something that you like. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the technology, um, yeah, what does that, what does that, what does that feel like when, when you, when you come up against, you know, those moments where you're like, damn, that, I don't even know about that. Tell, tell me more. Well, you don't, uh, I think you're so used to, it's so obvious that we aren't a part of the world in here, you know, that, that that's like an undeniable 
reality that becomes just that. It becomes your reality. I was saying, like, if you change it slow enough, you don't really notice it. If, mm-hmm. you know, if your reality is immersive enough, you don't really notice. That's like, wow. I don't really think about it like that. Um, in any way that's not just like, ooh, that's cool, that's interesting, I'd like to see that when I get out, or I'd like to do that. You know, those, hmm. there's an that feeling of, like, being separate from the real world we call, that's what we call freedom, that's what we call where you guys are, we call it the real world, or the world. Um, like, when I get back in the world, we say, you know, yeah. or um, back to the world, or she's in the world. Um, yeah. That, like, that thing is... That thing constantly there. Like, you constantly know that, that you aren't. And there is a thing that really feels, and this comes out in ways that probably aren't that um, productive when I get to talking about prison reform, because obviously Mm -hmm. the people who listen to this are willing to give someone who's been deemed unworthy by society the benefit of the doubt and... They are willing to listen to my experience and opinions, and, and I've, it makes me feel more visible than probably anything like any of the, the system has ever intended for us to be. Right, so I love all of you for that. Yeah, it's a real. It's a. I can't overstate how important that is to feeling like I have some weight, that like I am of this real physical thing that's not just on pause in here. And not just on pause, wow. but like aging and decaying and withering away and being actively forgotten, right? That's a thing that aside from having your freedom taken, right? You're physically not allowed to go do all these things, experience all these things, give your mom a hug, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's all that. That's one aspect. But another aspect is kind of what you're talking about, I think, in a roundabout way, that is it is an active choice of society to take me, this is how you would um, internalize it, to take me and put me away to be forgotten, right? Like, you're gone. Like, you don't, you don't exist anymore, right? And at some point, once the, this blue marble has went around the sun enough times, we're going to maybe allow you to come back to life older and more forgotten and less capable of taking care of yourself or even understanding the way things work out here right and and technology is a huge part of that and and not only do we not explain any of this stuff to you we won't let you learn it on your own um (laughs) but we are going to expect you to keep up to date and be successful when you get out and some weird fucking slap in the face so there's a thing that I guess what kind of I kind of got away from what I was saying is that there's when I talk about prison reform it's not necessarily addressing the people who listen to this but it comes it can come out as where I can come out um, as like like a like really hurt or angry about more hurt than anger it's more hurt I feel let down at how active this segregation from society, this active attempt, successful attempt at making you non-existent um, is and how complacent I feel that society is in that, right? The, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone that's out there 
that chooses actively chooses not to think about the two million people that are that are locked up in prison it it has boiled over into like an uh, an anger born out of like pain right of like yeah this really fucking hurts you to be to, to really because you feel it's obvious you've been thrown away right and it, it really like hurts my chest in like a saddening with her like humanity and if in in my fellow like citizens and when i was free in the world right i knew the system was fucked up and you know I, you know i was somewhat involved with stuff but i wasn't actively like trying to i was trying to survive really i wasn't actively fighting for change and shit so i'm not saying it's completely fair for me to like put that on everyone out there but i have this really sure. like i really feel let down um when when i get to talking about political uh, prison reform lately and um that has to do with like the kind of thing you're talking about it feels like a very active thing that is either being perpetrated upon the people in prison or willfully ignored by your average everyday citizen and i feel like that including me out in the world when i was out there has some sort of like response is like complacent um complicit in it a little bit in the same way that slavery those who didn't own slaves sure they weren't as bad as the slave owners but the ones who weren't saying anything about it on some like at least it's not me type of shit yeah you guys are kind of complicit in it a little bit you know what i mean not not kind of but absolutely yeah i agree and i'm sure that there were i'm sure and i'm not saying i'm a slave but in in modern times this probably has got to be the closest thing to that um i'm sure there i can feel that camaraderie or like that empathy for slaves who probably felt like does (laughs) no one cares about this right like no one cares about this you guys don't fucking care that this thing's going on like, it's not a thing for you guys. You don't, like, I couldn't imagine. And it, that was like 10 times. You know what I'm saying? It was infinitely worse than what I'm going through. I, I have that feeling now. I know I now see that perspective in a new way where I know they were like, you know, no one cares. Yeah. I, like, you guys know this is going on, right? And, okay, you guys are good, I guess, as long as you get your cotton cheap and whatever. So. Wow. You know, I don't really think about the individual things about technology like that. Like, um, I notice them and go, like, um, I can't wait to experience it. The same way that when I see good food, I go, oh, yeah. I wish I could eat that. I can't wait. But that, that feeling that you're kind of talking about as relates to that is an ever-present thing. That's been something that never goes away in here. And you always feel wow. that. Yeah. Wow. Hey. I'm, I'm a- I was just going to say, I'm listening to you with a heavy heart because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing in real time how impossible it is for uh, us in the world to ever understand that perspective. And I'm glad that you are brave and articulate enough, articulate enough to uh, share that perspective with people. Because I think the more that we can humanize the incar- American uh, American picture of incarceration, the better. And I've and and right from the start when uh, you started sharing that, uh, your 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 life and your perspective with with the viewers, episode one, I think uh, Notes from the Pen has been built on that foundation of prison reform. And even more importantly, well, I shouldn't say more importantly, but 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 uh, as important, just as important, 
humanizing this experience so that it gets into our pores, into our hearts, and we can care about the things that aren't just prison reform. They're human. These are humanitarian issues. And uh, I just really appreciate that, that uh, what you're doing. Now, there's a lot of comedy and a lot of laughs and a lot of other things that come on top, and it's all a bonus. But the backbone of this thing, in my well, opinion, is definitely rooted in that. Well, it's good. To, I mean, thank you for saying that, man. I appreciate yeah. that. This is my. This is just my version. I don't know how to institute the systematic um, change that is necessary. Right? I have ideas, and I've written pieces on it. You can go check them out at notes if you want to read some of the prison reform pieces I've written. But ultimately, I realized through my mom's experience, through the 23-year-old's mom's um, mm-hmm. experience, to my experience about you know you don't really think about the shit that's going on in here until you have someone in here or you know someone in here or you are in here, right? And so I wanted to, if I could, make everyone out, as many people as I could, which all of our pebbles uh, um, and viewers are are in this category, I wanted to make as many people as I could feel like they knew someone in here because that is a universal quality. There is no half the people who who know someone in prison realize how fucked up it is. It isn't half. It's 100% of the people that either have someone in here, have been in here, or or um, know someone in prison, 100% yeah. realize that it's fucked up, right? So what no does that doubt. say? That says it's an inherently fucked up system. The problem is it doesn't affect enough people personally. So I hoped in my little way to um, connect mm-hmm. with people and to be like, yeah, we're real fucking people in here, man. And yeah. the, um, the un redeemable scumbags are a minority, right? So if that's your excuse for letting this continue, then whatever. And I know people don't know what to do and how to change something so daunting. So this is a little part of it, you know, listening and, and visiting and porting and, and, and reading and talking and interacting. Like, this is your one little rebellious act against the system that seems too big to fight with. And so instead of hobbling, we become a pebble in the shoe of the prison industrial complex on our best day. And I hope that's what we are. And, uh, you know, everyone yeah. that's, uh, that's a pebble in that uh, uh, yeah. boat shoe or uh, Gestapo boot, whatever it is, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, we just, uh, I'm glad you guys are all there. And, and, you know, no matter what, because of the purpose of the thing, what we're trying to do is uh, we're always going to continue doing this in some form, even if it's uh, 10 people listening, you know. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for the uh, yeah. comment. It, it feels good to be heard and seen, man. It feels uh, feels like an act of rebellion, but it also feels like being human a little bit in a place that's designed to make you feel anything but. So. Wow. Well put, man. That was. Uh, I feel like I should applaud. I, I, I really, really well put. Is there a applaud button on there? You know which one? Yeah. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I gotta go. I'm probably gonna get a ticket for riding this fucking phone like this. I gotta <laughs> do one walking around just stare. Like, why has he been on there so long? But this is the price I pay in order to connect with all you out there. And um, by now, this should be the first 12 episode, uh, one of the episodes in the 12 episode format. Which means when you're listening to this, Patreon is up. Um, it's affordable so to support. support. Yes. If you can support, go and support, and we love you. And visit uh, Twitter, um, Notes from the Pen, Instagram, Notes from the Pen, mm-hmm. same website, and everything else that's out there. And uh, talk to us. This is the, the whole point of this is uh, to stay connected. So drop us a line or two, and uh, we love you. Yeah, with that, we are gone. 
we are found. Hi, everybody. Mama C here. For the complete library, full episodes, and bonus content, and mainly to support this cause, visit Notes from the Pen on Patreon. To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, visit our website, notesfromthepen.com. And follow us on Twitter to stay current. This has been another Notes from the Pen production.